Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Trust M podcast. And I'm starting out with an exciting message slash an apology. I do, of course, finally have our friend Emily, our shadow alchemist back. I know you guys have been emailing me and I've gotten messages on IG. We told you we'd be back for part two to get Emily back here. So I apologize for the delay. I, a couple of you are like, Emily, where's part two? And I didn't mean to leave you hanging. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm super excited. By the way, if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're going to want to go back to this season, season three, episode five, where we did our first episode with the incredible Emily. She really starts into her work with, as, with for her shadow self, her coaching strategies, and really just helping people attract the life that you want. But I am going to recommend that you look at part one before you or come back here to part two. Okay, without further ado, welcome back, Emily. Hello, I'm so excited to be back and I'm so... Um... I'm very touched that people are so excited for part two that uh, gives like puts a little smile on my heart or a big smile on my heart, actually. <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, oh, okay, guys, I see what you want. I see you want more Emily. It's that like Emily squared. I think they're really vibing with that. So <laughs> we know yeah. what people want. <laughs> it's magic. Magic. <laughs> this is true. This is all true. All right. So we went through a lot of your incredible journey to getting to really looking at your own shadow and doing this work and leaning in. We talked a little bit about your family. We talked about like, I feel like the outer layers there of shadow alchemy. Mm -hmm. But now I want to dig a little deeper in today. I got to tell you, since our first conversation, my mind has been buzzing, just truly, truly, because this was something I never really knew anything about. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, like, I, I went to school for social work, so I took a lot of psych classes. I look, So, like, it's something so interesting, but from a perspective that I've never considered. Yeah. And any work that I've ever thought about like this has always involved a therapist. Yeah. So, like, having that conversation was incredible. Also, I don't know if your Instagram or TikTok algorithm is doing what mine is, but ever since we have the conversation, it's been pushing this... Um, shadow work workbook on me Ooh, and no. I so I'm going to send it to you and I want to see what you think and then if everybody is interested I can drop the link because it looks really interesting and I've seen a lot of reviews of people being like I went through these exercises and I literally was like in tears and oh, I wow. thought about things that I didn't even realize I remembered yes so I want to I, so- I truly want to I went to send it to you before but I forgot so I'll send it to you and if you were like oh yeah, this feels like a good starting place. Let me know. Cause I felt like everything was aligning that that happened to be showing up for me at that point. Um, yeah. But so I just curious, like, so somebody is interested, right? They're like, okay, this shadow alchemy thing, I think I'm feeling it. But I like, they're like me. They've never heard anything about this previously. Like in your opinion, I feel like this is a big question. What do you think the most valuable or even the most transformative aspect of shadow alchemy is? Oh, so good. Well, I want, I'm going to like answer that, but I'm going to kind of backtrack quickly first. For sure. And really like look at like the elements of where this is kind of birthed from and 
if we look at like psychology and you know I like I am such an advocate for people seeing a therapist whatever that is for you and just in my own personal experience what I found is that there was a very big lack in actually moving people from their victimhood and their trauma into a state of empowerment um, and talk therapy while it can be so so powerful it helped me heal a lot of trauma myself but there was an element missing which was that transmutation of the energy um it you can actually heal a lot of what's going on without needing to revisit a specific event over and over and over again and we're talking energy energy here so energetically you may not even know what some of those traumas are and what some of those emotional attachments are and you don't actually need to know Um, and that's a really really big point to make is from an energy perspective your like logical mind cannot actually comprehend like 99.99% of what's happening energetically it will try and comprehend and make sense of it and put words to it but it's beyond the mind's comprehension so if you put it that way you think about how much is not being moved and not shifting by just talking about what's happening on an energetic level we get to actually move the energy um into a state of empowerment. Now, I can't actually remember what your original question was, but I'm ready to answer it now. What was it again? That's, well, first, I'm, hold on, because that's really interesting. <laughs> hold on. Like, we'll get to my question in a minute, because you just, like, dropped some serious knowledge on me, friend. So we're not just yeah. going to, like, bypass that. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, first of all. And second of all, it's so interesting that you say that. And I love that you're so honest about that for a couple of reasons. One, you can say, look, I've I've done the therapy. I've done the things. And while that was beneficial, I also needed a little bit more. I needed something different. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I want to provide people with as many ideas and options as they can possibly fathom. Because mm-hmm. whatever's meant for you, I feel like you're going to make that connection to. And all I want is for people to be able to have the opportunity to do that work. And I love this idea of not having to delve into the deep, dark scaries to also Mm -hmm. be able to do that work. That's really, really interesting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's so important to like, just note that I am not a psychologist. I am not uh, like, I didn't go to university in this. I've done other trainings in neuro-linguistic programming and energy work and, and everything like that. But the thing is, is I think we're very pigeonholed into this is if you've got trauma or you know stuff going on then this is the way that you move through it and sometimes our intuition is like this doesn't feel good for me or we we go there and we get to a certain level and then we're like okay but what next like how do I and you know like, like, where do I go now truly I have friends who both go to therapy and also do shadow mm-hmm. work yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, and I want to make sure everyone understands that. Like, it's not a one or the other. It's not a good or no. bad. It's a both. It's a what you need in that moment. It's listening to your body and understanding what you, what feels good to you and what you need in that moment. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
Love left. So now, yeah, sure, we can answer my question, I guess. <laughs> so what do you feel like is the most valuable or transformative aspect of shadow work? Beautiful. So the amazing part about shadow work and what I've kind of brought into it, because in, in my space, I was very much like, you know, manifestation and, um, you know, using the power of the mind and and energy and your vibrational frequency to create what you desire. And then there's the shadow work there. And there's so many people who work in the world of shadow work and, and kind of stay there. And it can be very, very easy. Like when you start to go down a healing path to just kind of dive into the shadow work and stay there. And I definitely went through a period of time and I loved it and it was great. And I was like, yes, I'm dark and it's amazing. And I'm just going to stay here and keep alchemizing. And I eventually reached a point where I wanted to move out of that space and into, um, the creation of the life that I truly do want. So the real benefit of this work is you're actually unlocking stagnant energy that is within your shadow or, and it's really, when I say shadow, it's just your unseen, unheard, unexpressed self. Um, It's moving stagnant energy there because like an example to give would be, um, I don't know, like as a child, you were told like, stop crying you know, stop, like, don't have a tantrum, you know, and that's a very, very common one. Um, You know, if we had, were crying over something that logically didn't make sense, then it wasn't worthy of being expressed. So, you know, that stop crying and you may not feel like angry or you may not feel like upset about that now, but that like loop of that emotion needing to be expressed is still trapped there and it's become stagnant think about like stagnant water in like you know like a river and sometimes you get those like little nooks on the side of the river and the water gets all gross and stagnant what we're doing is we're going into that space allowing that version of ourselves so it's not going back into an event necessarily it's going back to that version of yourself that's still sitting there going I'm upset and nobody like listened to me or heard me and like I just want to be seen and particularly the feminine aspects of us. And that's not female, male. That's just the, everybody has feminine and masculine. The feminine aspect of us loves and desires and needs to be seen and heard and understood. Um, it's, it's really, really, really important. And when you're able to be witnessed and it can just be, you're witnessing yourself, you know, in that space to be able to hold that version of yourself and, and bring her out into the light because this is the key here. The shadow craves the light. The darkness craves the light. It wants the light to come in. And the thing is, is the more and more we do that, it then, for, then doesn't hold a charge there in our subconscious. We become less reactive in our, you know, day-to-day lives. We become less triggered by things around us and are able to, create our lives and move through life from a much more centered place and we respond rather than react so we're able to see things from a higher perspective our vibration like rises um you know like our set point vibration rises and we're able to attract what we desire from that higher vibrational state um and then when you know uncomfortable you know quote-unquote negative emotions come up 
they actually don't mean anything to you anymore. They're kind of just, they, 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 they have movement and flow rather than feeling like, okay, well, I felt, you know, this sense of really like deep sadness. Therefore I'm a sad person and I'm going to be here forever. It's just, it just is. We lose the charge behind it. Doesn't it? It feels like it has less control. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's so- a really great, a really great example that I'll give of this is a few weeks ago, um, I I had a day where I was just like, I I just felt really off all day. Like I really, I don't know what yeah. was going on. I felt, and I was like, no, I've got plans for the day. I've got so much stuff that I desire to to complete. And um, I had a podcast episode in the afternoon that I you know was going on somebody else's podcast, and I was like, I am just shaking this off, like shaking it off and I'm getting it done and all day I felt like absolute crap and I got leading up to the interview I'm like sitting there at my computer and I was like I can't do this I had this intense wave of anxiety move through me um and I was like I need to go and lie down in bed and I I had to and it felt very challenging and I could almost like see my old thought pattern of like you're not in integrity. You're cancelling at the last minute. This is They're going to think you're unreliable. And I was like, no, I need to be authentic in who I am. Yeah. And I messaged her and I said, I am so sorry, but I just cannot show up, you know, as my best self and, you know, support, you know, serve your community at this moment in time. And I spent the rest of the afternoon in bed watching sad movies and crying. Like, I'm talking sobbing. And the thing is, is if this hadn't happened in the past, I would have been like, I need to go and see somebody. Something is wrong. Yeah. This is terrible. I'm depressed. Like, what is going on with my life? Like, I, where is this coming from? None of that happened. I actually ended up like that evening, um, we had like a dinner with my friends and I was sitting in the car with my with my partner on the way there and I was like, I've just had a really kind of like a depressed day. And that's really what it was. I've experienced, you know, yeah. like depression before and that was the emotion that was happening. And I said, but you know what's really cool is it doesn't mean anything. It, it means absolutely nothing. It was just emotion that needed to move. And instead of suppressing it down or to, or staying in it, because I've done this work, I it now happens on a more natural, you kind of don't have to do it with as much intention anymore. Um, you're able to lean into it from a place of love and and give yourself what you need in that moment and the next day I was like cool I'm on with my life now like like everything's all good any good now but it didn't mean anything and it doesn't mean anything emotions are just information they are just messages letting you know that you need something it's just energy in motion uh we touched on that so briefly in the first part and I'm so happy you brought it up again because I I very much needed that reminder because I've had the same thing. And I, I feel like, yeah, when you have those days and you have things planned and you're trying to be this best version of yourself all the time, Mm. sometimes your body is going to tell you, nope, you actually need a down day. You actually, and I'm, we're going to show you that via these hard emotions and you're going to let them flow through you and you're going to take a second and then Mm. you're going to brush it off and you're going to be okay. And you're going to keep moving. And it doesn't have to feel like it's swallowing you whole and you're going to be this way forever. Yeah. You are not your emotions. And you you notice that I, and you probably wouldn't have noticed, but I didn't say I was anxious Yeah. or 
I was depressed. I said I was experiencing a wave of anxiety. Absolutely. I was experiencing like a depress a depressive like afternoon. And that's that's the beauty of it. You are not your emotions. And there is this huge, and I won't go into it too much, but there's a huge epidemic where we're identifying uh with our uh, state of being. I'm a happy person. I am a sad person. I'm an optimistic person. I am an anxious person. I am a depressed person. You know, whatever you say after I am, the words I am is very, very, very powerful because whatever your identity is, is what you will subconsciously attach to and create. So it's very important that you are selecting your words very carefully with what follows I am. And you can just correct yourself. You just go, oh, I'm so my I am so anxious or my anxiety. It's not your anxiety. It's just anxiety. <laughs> it's it's neutral. It's just moving through you and it's it's fine. It, it it's not who you are. Oh, you should see the smile on my face right now because I love a conversation around language switch up because I do wholeheartedly agree with you that the way we speak about ourselves and the way we speak Mm -hmm. to ourselves is vitally important. And you're right. Using feelings as descriptive ways to describe ourselves, not it. It's not it. We're setting ourselves up for more of those feelings. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and if you want to get into to shadow work, one of the first and easiest things you can do is become like. And this is, and I want to make a point that this is not the way that it will be forever because you will like. This is like the retraining process, but start to become so insanely strict. Use like a microscope on the words that you are using mm. on a day-to-day basis. And you and I still pick myself up all the time with, huh, that's an interesting way of putting that. And I correct myself and just start doing that more and more and being very intentional with the words that you use. Because what it will also do is it will shine a light on underlying beliefs. And that's when the shadow work starts. Yes. You know, what, like, um, I'm trying to think of a um, good example, but, um, you know, like a, a good one, uh, like if you're always saying, oh, I can't afford that, I can't afford that, like, I, like I, I, I'm bad at saving, I'm, ba- I'm bad with money, um, that might not seem like a big deal. It's just, you know, it's something that we hear people say all the time. Yeah. But there are layers to that. And one, it may not actually feel true. And you go, well, why am I saying that? Because that's what you're creating. You're creating not being able to afford that. But what's underneath that are underlying beliefs and emotions attached to it, where it may be that you feel like you're not worthy of being able to have that uh, experience or thing or whatever it is that you are saying that you cannot afford. It may be that you um, have an underlying um, emotional attachment to money and that money was a cause of stress in your life growing up. And now you don't really want to be good with it because 
like it caused friction in your family. This is just a totally random example that I'm making up. But those kinds of things, when you start to dig a little bit deeper, and if you're looking for a practice, like one that's coming to mind is if you start to notice these things, keep a notes, um, like a note in your phone. And just when you notice certain things that you're saying, and this is this comes without any judgment because this is your programming. Okay, you're not going to blame a computer for the programming that's yeah. that it's doing, but this is where we get to actually reprogram it. Um, take like a little note of it and then just like one day at a time, like write that like phrase or that wording of what you've been saying at the top of your page in your journal and just like ask the question underneath it, where did this come from? And just let it flow. And it doesn't need to be anything like remarkable or anything like that, but just like set a timer for 10 minutes and just let it flow because there will be underlying things there, you know, and there's so many different things that we say, like if you're trying to call in like a, a beautiful partner and you're constantly saying that all men are assholes yeah, or that um, men are untrustworthy or I'm bad at dating or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be single forever. There is an underlying, it might see, and I say this from experience because I used to say these things all the time in jest and it would be funny and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is underlying beliefs there that are, that are in your shadow that, and there's an emotional attachment to that. Oh gosh, that's so interesting. I love that so much. And it's true. Being able to sit down and write those phrases and then question why you feel that way, why mm-hmm. you say that, where does that come from? Yeah. I just feel like it can open so much up inside of you that you may not even realize is there. Yeah. And there's a, there's a second layer to that, another layer to that, you know, once you kind of, you might get to a bit of a, a root of, of where that came from and it may be, um, you know, that that was what your parents you know, did or that society's just kind of programmed for you to do and actually, like, give it back. And you, that might be, say like, saying it out loud. I, I give this belief back to you because it, it is not mine. And then write out what you choose to believe now. What is true for you now? What is the wording that you are going to use now? You know, it's the finding out what's actually going on underneath, underneath the surface, where it came from. Give it back. With so much, thank you so much for giving this to me. I know that it was just you trying to keep me safe, but I'm giving it back to you now. And then reprogram. That's where the reprogram gets to come in. What replace it with something new? Otherwise, it will just be replaced with something else automatic. Interesting. So, I guess my next question for you is. If someone is like, okay, I'm all in, I need, I want to do this work. I want to figure out what's happening. I want to stop labeling myself as my feelings. Where, where do you think they should start? Is it a resource? Is it a book? Is it a practice? What should they do? um, I would definitely suggest if, if this is like very, very new to you and you're like, okay, I, I don't even know where to start. The first like thing that you can do that doesn't cost a single thing is to journal every day. And it seems so simple and so basic, 
um, and people want something really complicated and complex to like figure out, but write in your journal and actually like set a timer for 10 minutes every day and write in your journal. Um, a second practice that is coming to mind, which I wasn't going to share, but it's coming through really loud in my brain, um, is to spend some time with yourself in front of the mirror by yourself. Yeah. Um, play some music, music that, you know, um, matches whatever mood is kind of you're in at the moment and actually sit and like gaze into your eyes and, and see how long you're able to actually do that because that will say a lot. Um, and even maybe even do that in silence to just notice what thoughts are coming to mind as you are looking at yourself um, and what emotions are coming up. And then journal afterwards. That is a very, very, very powerful practice. And it will just shine a lot of light as to what's going on. Because if you're looking at yourself in the mirror um, and you actually can't hold that gaze for a very long time, I, I, I would be very curious as to why. And that, you know, is also a very normal thing um, to feel uncomfortable doing that. And that's something that I do with my um, one-to-one clients and my group clients is spending time in the mirror. And to put this into perspective, I used to start this process. This is going to be, this is different for everyone, but I used to start this process and I would literally just be looking at myself in the mirror and I would cry <laughs> And it's not because I didn't think that I was beautiful and it had nothing to do with my physicality. I'm very, that's always been something that's been a confident thing for me. Yours might have something to do with like the way that you feel about yourself physically, but I used to cry like no one's business. Now I look at myself in the mirror and don't get me wrong. Certain things come up every now and then, but I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I am effing magnificent. I am obsessed with this. I literally like almost like flirt with myself in the mirror. Obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I will say unapologetically, I am obsessed with myself in, in the most beautiful way. And that's going to come across the wrong way to some people. And I don't really care. Um, Yeah. yeah, If you're going to be obsessed with anybody, be obsessed with yourself. Like be in love with yourself. And it's taken a long time to get there. I've spent months and months and months and months crying at myself in the mirror, like, like, um, you know, being really angry, but just as like a starting point, it just will bring to light um, uh, the things that are maybe really present for you at that point in time. Um, And then there are, if if you're wanting to, I actually have a free resource on my um, page, which I'll send you the link for that. Um, where it's there's a whole bunch of shadow work practices um, and journal prompts and things like that that you can oh, follow, well, which are yeah, really, really beautiful. Um, and then, like you said, if somebody's like, okay, I'm all in, I really feel called to do this work, I would really suggest um, hiring a mentor or a coach to work with. And whether that's me or it's somebody else, it really doesn't matter um but doing this work is very sacred and it's very beautiful and it's very very powerful and when you have support and being able to do this um 
it it really does make a big difference because particularly when you are in your shadow you you really don't have a lot of introspection in those moments and you really do need I, I I'm one of those kind of people that I don't believe that you need a coach for everything all the time but particularly shadow work especially in the beginning um you don't have a lot of perspective in those periods of time you think about yourself when you were emotionally charged in anything you can't see the bigger picture you can't see what's going on and you like look back and you're like huh okay like I can reflect now on this but like to have somebody be able to hold you and see you in those spaces is very, very, very powerful. So um, if that is something that you are interested, I would love to be able to talk to you. And like I said, it, it truly does not matter to me if it's me or somebody else, um, because I think that we really do have um, particular people that we resonate with and that are meant for us. So um, but if you do feel called for this work, just set the intention that you desire to find the right coach to work with and the right person will, will fall into your lap for sure. And I can help you find somebody if it's not me. You can oh, reach out to me on Instagram. <laughs> you're just the kindest human. I love it so much. And before, <laughs> before we close up, I do want to ask you one more thing. So I'm curious because I know there are always the people who are going to be nervous about this work or mm-hmm. looking at the potential risk. So I'm curious, do you feel like there are any potential risks or pitfalls that individuals should be aware of when engaging in shadow alchemy? Um, what I will always, always, always say is that if you are dealing with like a major, major trauma, um, like a big T trauma that you have never um, worked with before to work um, in conjunction with a trained uh, professional, um, like a psychologist or a psychotherapist. Um, and it, I, I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat it and say that it's, you know, uh, easy and there's a reason why so many people don't do this work um, because it is challenging. And when you do open up the door into your shadow, you can feel like you're in this void space for a period of time Um, and it can be scary. And that's again, why I say it's so important to have somebody that you're working with that can guide you through that, that can remind you that you are not going to be there forever because you are not going to be there forever. It is temporary. Everything is temporary. And, but it, it, it is scary when you start to shift energy that has been stagnant for a very long time. Um, and it can feel like I'm going to be like this forever. Hey, hey guys, I'm so sorry to be interrupting, but I have to pause this incredible interview just for a second because I wanted to remind you that Trust M Podcast is officially on SpeakPipe. What does that mean? It means I want to hear from you. So listeners can now leave voicemails that I will play live, answering any questions you have, giving advice, anything you want to share with me. It can be anonymous. You can tell me your name. The world is your oyster, babes. So make sure you head over to speakpipe.com forward slash trust M podcast and leave me a voicemail. And the thing is, is that can also be... 
um, part of it is learning that surrender and that trust and that's a huge element to it. So that's what I will say first. And the second thing that I will say, if you're kind of like, oh, God, this sounds terrifying, is <laughs> the, result, the result of doing this is you are able to experience joy and bliss and love and abundance and play on a scale grander than you could possibly comprehend in this moment because where you've numbed in your shadow is directly proportionate to how much you have numbed your your light really and the deeper you're able to go into your shadow and release the charge there the higher you're able to go um, you can't numb the uncomfortable emotions without numbing the comfortable emotions. And it really does, um, it amplifies all of that good stuff. So if you've ever seen somebody and they are just like flying high and they are glowing and they just look like life just loves them, I guarantee you they have done this work because you cannot experience that free feeling that um, so many people ha like uh, have without alchemizing that shadow self. Um, so just know that that's, that is on the other side and it really truly is. And when you're, but when you are in that, that void space, it can feel like you're never going to get there. Um, but you will, you always will. And there's the, find somebody to hold your hand through it. Even if it's your friend and you just say, Hey, I'm starting to do this work. I'm working through some stuff on my own. I just need you to remind me when I forget that this is temporary and that I will come out on the other side. Oh, the sentiment. I love it so much because it's so true guys mm -hmm. in all things. I just, feelings are temporary guys. Reach out for help as you need. This work feels like an incredible, incredible way for so many humans to delve in and convey the deeper meanings in their life, to be able to attract the life that they want. I mean, it feels like the possibilities are endless. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. It's... I love, I love. And I'm so excited that you're going to share that free resource with us guys. I, once again, I will link all of Emily's links and Instagram. And if you want to work with her one-on-one -on -one in her coaching practice, as well as this free resource that I'm stoked about. And if you don't think I'm totally doing it, I absolutely am. <laughs> you are just a joy every single time I talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on for part two. You are so welcome. This has been such a beautiful experience. I love talking about this. <laughs> oh, the best, the best. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.